G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Foundations. Because they couldn't all live at Jerusalem. For the 40-odd years that they were in the wilderness, they had the tabernacle right there. They needed to hear from God. They could go to the priest straight away. They could make sacrifices straight away. Everybody lived around the tabernacle. Foundations. Understanding the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. With Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby. Over the last couple of programs, we've been looking at the tribe of Levi, how they were hand-selected by God with a role as a priestly tribe and the family line of the priesthood. This time around, we're going to learn about the importance of the cities of refuge that God established throughout the nation of Israel. Because the poor Levites, I mean, they had this high lofty calling, a very sacred calling. It kind of set them apart within their entire nation. And every other tribe gets this lovely big land allotment to build houses and grow farms and and raise cattle and have children and keep the veggie plot out the back going. And this very select, honoured tribe, they don't get a patch of grass. Yeah, that's right. While they weren't provided a large tribal land grant, as I mentioned last time, they were provided 48 cities that were spread throughout the entire nation. All the different tribes had their various different cities for the priests, priestly tribe, the Levites, I should say, to live among the nation to minister to them because mm. they couldn't all live at Jerusalem. See, for the 40-odd years that they were in the wilderness, they had the tabernacle right there. They needed to hear from God. They could go to the priest straight away. They could make sacrifices straight away. Everybody lived around the tabernacle. Mm. But first of all, the tabernacle was established at Shiloh for 300-odd years, nearly 400 years, and then... When the temple was built in Jerusalem, everybody else was spread throughout the land. So if they needed to get counsel or guidance, they'd have to travel to Jerusalem. So Mm. God gave 48 cities for the Levites to spread themselves around to minister to the people. It's a great uh, plan, really. I mean, it sort of does facilitate that beautifully. Yeah, it does. And this is uh, in Numbers 35. There's a few verses that I'll read here that talk a little bit about this from verse 9 to 12. The Lord spoke to Moses saying, speak to the sons of Israel and say to them, when you cross the Jordan into the land of Canaan, then you shall select for yourselves cities to be your cities of refuge, that the manslayer who has killed any person unintentionally may flee there. The cities shall be to you as a refuge from the avenger so that the manslayer won't die until he stands before the congregation for trial. So out of these 48 cities, you've got six cities of refuge. So let's just say like in in our court system today, somebody inadvertently kills somebody else, but the family of the person who's died, they're so grief-stricken, they just want to lash out. They, Mm. They want justice to be done. They're baying for blood, right? And so because God understands that response, you have taken from me, this most important person, I'm going to kill you. Mm. And so if it was inadvertent, if it was unintentional, you know, you're wielding an axe and the axe head comes off and it knocks the guy in the head and kills him, you didn't mean it. There was no ill Mm. intent there. So what you do is you quickly pack your bag, you grab your pillow and you run Mm. to the nearest city of refuge, wherever that is, out of those six particular, out of the 48, there's six. 
And then they would have a bit of a, a trial would take place to ascertain whether or not you're telling the truth. And they go, well, yeah, okay, I get it. You didn't mean for the axe head to fly off. He's dead. It wasn't intentional. You stay here. You can live here and you are safe. Mm. And the deal was you stayed there. And yeah. if you left that city of refuge, that was at your own risk. Yeah. But so long as you were at the city of refuge, you were safe, you were protected, and nobody would come to get you. And basically, you stayed there with full protection. You could own home, all the rest of it. But you could stay there until the high priest who was ruling at the time, once he'd passed away, you were still safe, you were still protected, but you were allowed to go home. Mm. It's a very interesting. But let's be honest, it does beg the question, how does that apply to us today? Well, what we have learned and we constantly learn is that every Chuck Missley used to say it, every single page of the Bible, Jesus is on every page. When we don't know what the Old Covenant says, we kind of go, well, I don't get that. How could he be on every page? There might have been prophets who talked about a Messiah, but we don't actually see Jesus mm. until Matthew chapter 1. Yeah. But if you dig a little deeper and you look at all of these patterns, all of these types, mm -hmm. you see Jesus on every single page. Jesus' death, was it premeditated or was it an inadvertent thing? Well, it was premeditated because it was from the... Before the foundation of the world, the Bible tells us. Yeah, and, and God actually sent his son to die. Jesus mm. said, I lay down my life. It mm. was premeditated. And of course, so this is the motivation of God. This is the motivation of Christ. But we also know that the scribes, the Pharisees, uh, the Sadducees, they deliberately conspired, broke every rule in their own book to make sure that Jesus died the death yeah. of a criminal. It was absolutely premeditated. Yeah. And, of course, because of what they did, they're all condemned under the law. Yeah, and, of course, Jesus brings that condemnation to light in Matthew 5, you know, the Sermon on the Mount. But in verses 21 and 22, he said, You've heard that the ancients were told, You shall not commit murder, and whoever commits murder shall be liable to the court. But I say to you that everyone who is angry with his brother shall be guilty before the court. And whoever says to his brother, You good for nothing shall be guilty before the Supreme Court. And whoever says, you fool, shall be guilty enough to go into the fiery hell. I look at that and I go, oh, woe is me. Yeah. I am undone. I'm lost. There is no hope for me. Yep. You know, every single one of us can stand before God and go, I'm guilty, mm. justifiably deserving of condemnation. Yeah. God's standards are so high. That's right. Vastly higher than our own. Yeah. Well, we see this also in 1 John chapter 3, verse 15, where it says, Everyone who hates his brother or sister is a murderer, and you know that no murderer has eternal life remaining in him. That's so uh, you know, pointed, and as yeah. you say, it applies to every single one of us. So that's where I feel like I need to run to a city of refuge because mm. I'm guilty. And I just want to flee. Mm. I want somewhere to go. So first of all, as human beings, we have inherited this sinful nature. We're not sinners because we've sinned. We sin because we are sinners. Yeah, right. It doesn't mean that we're not responsible. It just means that when we sin, we don't necessarily want to sin. We just do because that's what we are. Yeah. You know, A dog behaves like a dog because it's a dog. Mm -hmm. I'm a sinful human being. Therefore, I behave like a sinful human being, wretched that I am, yeah. and I need help. When we're angry with someone, our intention isn't to murder. Of course, it's not the intention to murder. But when we commit this sin, we get cranky with somebody, we could justifiably say, oh, I'm as guilty as a murderer. Yeah. 
and I need somewhere to go. I need somebody to rescue me. I need refuge somewhere. Mm. I mean, we have an enemy who's out to take us out. Well, the enemy chases us to the city of refuge, doesn't he? You know, but uh, Christ is that city of refuge that we can flee to. He is our refuge. He's our safety. And when we go in, as we see in this old covenant, the pursuer wasn't allowed to come in then and take that person or you know, get their yep. pound of flesh. They were actually safe within the city of refuge. Yeah, exactly. Those Levites, the priestly tribe, they were the ones who actually protected, defended mm. and ensured the security and safety of the person who is fleeing to them for safety. And then, of course, comes this part where it says that once the high priest is, is de- dead, then you're, you're free, you're liberated, mm, yeah. you, can, you can go free. So, first of all, we know that Jesus was our mediary. He actually was the sacrifice in our place. Yeah. But when did our high priest die? Well, he died on Calvary. He died on Calvary. And he rose from the dead, which means while he is our city of refuge, we are free. That's right. We're liberated, Mm. set free. No more under condemnation, no more hiding, no more fleeing. We're free. That is such good news. Just stunning. It's so good, isn't it? So wonderful. So therefore, you look at this and you look at this historical view of the tribe of the Levites and the uh, cities where they dwelt to minister to the people, the cities of refuge and how they function. And again, you see Jesus on every single page in every detail of this. It's amazing. He fulfills it all. Well, that brings us to the end of our study on the Levite. In the next program, we're going to be looking at the Kohanim on Foundations. This has been Foundations, a look at the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. For study notes, resources and more, see vision.org.au slash foundations. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.